Uh, we are on uh, DAF 123 today. Uh, we start off a bit before that on 122. We are talking uh, with the uh, still about Mukta. Uh, so we continue with that. So we quote from our Mishnah, Tzel Adam, Kurnas, you are allowed to take a mallet uh, on Shabbat or a type of hammer on Shabbat in order to crack nuts. Amr Rav Yehuda, he says, Kurnas shall egozim, it has to be a specific hammer uh, for crushing nuts itself. Uh, that's what you have to do. However, you can't take a blacksmith's hammer to crush a nut. Uh, in other words, why? According to this understanding, uh, it means something that is uh, normally you would be forbidden to do something. We had before uh, a blacksmith's uh, banging it out could be a makeb, a patches, hitting it with the final hammer blow. Uh, it would only be used for something forbidden. Uh, you're not even allowed to use it for something that would be permitted. Uh, and that, that's uh, according to this understanding. We are going to uh, change that a little bit. Uh, but according to, to this understanding, uh, this is what it's done. For, uh, uh, I mean, this is what it's telling us. Amadei Rabba, Rabba says about that. Elamianta, if that is the, the same uh, thing, uh, what about the Sefer? The Sefer of the, the last part of the Mishnah, the uh, Katani, Veta Harachat, Veta Mazleg, Latetalav, Lakatan. It says this uh, this uh, type of uh, shovel, this uh, you know winnowing shovel or pitchfork. Uh, you want to put uh, some food on for a child. Remember we said yesterday uh, that was maybe because you hadn't washed your hands and you want to put it on uh, this fork so that the child can drink uh, eat from it. Uh, and uh, we say that uh, you 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 put the, the the food from the child. It says surely rachat v'mazleg mi meyached lekatan. Know, why would a young child uh, when do you ever use these these are things specifically for doing forbidden actions on Shabbat winnowing is a, 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 a etc pitchfork could be used for digging in the ground uh, that is obviously uh, something that would be forbidden on Shabbat as well uh, and, and therefore why would you even do uh, such a thing uh, it, it's never set aside for a child so therefore we see even a can be uh, used uh, for for certain things. So therefore, Ella, uh, we 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 change it. Uh, what we said before, Ella Amarava Navachim Egozim. He says uh, you can use a blacksmith hammer uh, if you want to do something permissible uh, with it, i.e., like crack nuts. Kasava uh, and this Tana therefore holds a Dava Shinoktol Isu Toriku for Mutar. Something who normally it is uh, uh, totally forbidden. Uh, it's, uh, the, the use of it would be uh, forbidden uh, if you did it for its normal thing. Uh, but if you need it for the object itself, i.e., to use it for a permitted purpose, this would be fine. We're going to see that is much closer to the uh, the the, the halakha uh, that we do hold. In any case, though, uh, we're still busy discussing this. Eight um, vei So Abaya says uh, to Rava, uh, 
he says, Meducha, uh, what happens if you have a mortar, uh, which you've been crushing, uh, garlic, if it's still got garlic in it, metaltalin, uh, you can uh, take it because we say uh, that you take it for the garlic's sake and the, the rest of the utensil becomes subordinate to it. Um, uh, it says, Vimlav, ain metaltalin, or And if not, uh, if there's no garlic in it anymore, uh, then you wouldn't be allowed to uh, use it on Shabbat. Obviously, you can't uh, use a pestle and a mortar uh, because that is exactly uh, the malacha of crushing spices. Uh, that uh, that was uh, you know, the, the main malacha as shikagat shem asamanim was a malacha uh, that was done in the times of the uh, Mishkan and the in the temple as well. Okay, uh, so therefore Amalei, uh, you know whose opinion is that? How many uh, is this? Do we have to say? Uh, that this is, uh, we are forced to say, this is Rabbi Nechemihi. We're going to see that uh, the most narrow of all the opinions uh, that we follow in terms of Mukta is Rabbi Nechemihi. Rabbi Nechemia's view is uh, the narrowest, as we said, and really, what does he hold? He says you are only allowed to move a vessel uh, for specifically for its own use, uh, not something incidental, uh, specifically for its own use. If its own use is forbidden on Shabbat, well, then you're not allowed to use that vessel. So, According to Rabbi Nechem, if we just like kind of feed back uh, into what we had been discussing in terms of the nuts, uh, he would only hold uh, you could you'd have to have a specific nut cracker uh, that you you would use. That is the only thing, and you could only use that for cracking nuts. Uh, anything else, uh, any kind of hammer or anything like that, would be totally forbidden. According to Rabbi Nechem, as we said, the narrowest of all the views we're going to encounter in terms of muktza. Okay, Eitve, again, uh, we have a challenge against Rabbah. Beit Shama Omrim, Einot Lin, it's Li, Lekatsora, Lav, Basar, Ubeit Hilal, Matirin. You're not allowed to take a pestle uh, from a uh, mortar uh, in order to cut meat uh, on it. So if it's, you know, big and, 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 and flat, uh, you, you, you wouldn't be allowed to cut uh, meat on it, even uh, for the purposes of Yontav. Uh, that's it. Ubeit Hilal said, you are allowed to do so. Why? Because it means that You've got Simchat Achag. It helps you with uh, rejoicing on the on the festival. Vashavin. And what did they agree? It says, If you did actually cut meat on it, the uh, Then once you've uh, uh, cut meat on it, uh, you're going to have to wash it and you have to do all sorts of things. Uh, then uh, there's no need for it on uh, on 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 the festival afterwards. Um, once you've used it for its purpose, uh, then you shouldn't move it. So it becomes mukta uh, as well. There's no further need for it uh, to be used on Yom Tov. So we see that surely this is, uh, uh, you know, even if something is forbidden, um, uh, you know, it's forbidden. Uh, The use of it is forbidden. So still here it would seem that you can't uh, touch it. So that is a challenge against Rabbi who says that you could. So he says, uh, Originally he wanted to answer. He says, quick and easy answer. 
no, who does that uh, Brighter go like? That is Rabbi Nehemiah's opinion. Remember, as we just saw, that is the narrowest of all those opinions, and we said that uh, it could only be used for its own sake. Uh, and, and that's it. We covered but I heard something that Rabbi Shalemia said in the name of Rav. What is that? Everyone agrees. He says that everyone agrees in, in the case of uh, certain things used by. Um, these uh, craftsmen, okay, what are we talking here? Laundress, uh, pins, uh, things that they would use to stretch out uh, the, the clothes, uh, clothing rods, etc. Uh, the people are very uh, careful uh, how they, uh, they use these things. These are specific to their trade, and therefore they're very um, uh, worried about them, and they ensure that no one else uses them for a purpose that is not part of their work. Because if they break, uh, then their business could go down the tubes and therefore a person is very particular about uh, using these kalim specifically uh, for those uses. So therefore, once he heard about that, everyone agrees in the case of all of these things that because you are so careful about them, you don't want anything uh, going wrong with them. Uh, it says, du makom, and you, have, you set them aside, you, you, you want a special place for them, you don't move them, uh, etc. You're worried that they're going to get broken. Hanami, the same thing over here, menache miyached lehu, so this mortar and the pestle, what do you use? You crush things with it. Uh, you start cutting meat uh, on this pestle. Uh, you know, the, the, it's not gonna, the, the, the spices are going to taste like all blood and meat. It's going to be uh, disgusting uh, if you want uh, the different types of uh, spa, you know, like a different nice smelling spices. And now you've got this like meaty smell. It's a bit disgusting. Okay. Uh, carrying on uh, with discussing this itmar, Rav Kiyab Abba Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rav Kiyab Abba says that Rabbi Yochanan says shall zahavin shaninu. We are talking about a hammer of goldsmiths. Uh, we say that, uh, that you know even though that a goldsmith uses this hammer uh, and he wants it uh, smooth and he doesn't want it, he just uses it for his own um, uh, you know work and uh, you know work on on the jewelry uh, etc. That uh, he, he, still could be that an occasion cracking of a nut isn't going to destroy it. Rav Shemeb Abba Amar Konos Shal Basamim Shaninu. He says here, yeah, we're talking here about a hammer that was used by a uh, spice merchant to uh, to crack nuts as well. Also, uh, use it specifically to crush the spices. You don't want uh, anything going on it. That's why you wouldn't, for example, use it with this, this pestle or anything like that uh, if it had blood on it uh, from this, this animal. Uh, but uh, this, uh, this, this goal... Uh, this um um uh, this hammer of spice merchants, you, you might crack the occasional nut with it. Uh, it's not going to give it a bad smell or anything like that. Okay, but the Gemara comments on these two things. Uh, the one that says you are allowed to crack nuts with a, a spice person's, um, a spice merchant's hammer. It says, uh, you know, he definitely would allow you to do it with, uh, with, a, with a goldsmith's uh, hammer because uh, spices are more... Um, uh, you know, susceptible to, to being bashed around. Uh, goldsmith's hammer, you can hammer uh, something, uh, you know, quite a long time. It would make it nice and thin, etc. But it's, it's, le- it's, it's you know, more, less likely to get damaged. It's much more likely to get damaged uh, if it's a spice 
person's uh, things that would get a nick in it uh, that could destroy the spices as opposed to uh, the, the goldsmith's hammer. The goldsmith's hammer is a bit, a bit hardier, uh, etc. So therefore, uh, if you are allowed to use uh, the spice man's uh, hammer to crack nuts, then definitely a goldsmith's hammer, no problem with that. However, the other way around, Mandama shells are having. If you only allow the, uh, the the golden the goldsmith's uh, hammer to be used, uh, you know, to to crack nuts. Aval basamim We say no. Uh, if you only allow to use the one, uh, then the other one, the guy might be extremely. Um, protective over his items uh, that he uses for his trade and therefore he wouldn't allow you at all to use the the, the spice hammer uh, as well all right and that's uh, that would be uh, disgusting because also it could get all funny smells in it uh, etc he wants his spices to be just smell of spices he keeps it specifically for that purpose all right, uh, again, we quote our Mishnah, Eta Kavush Veta Karkar. The Mishnah says you can't uh, take a reed or some kind of uh, shuttle uh, in order to put it into food, kind of like a, a toothpick uh, type of idea uh, where you would uh, spark the food and then bring the food up. Tanur uh, what we are talking here, Paga She Timana Betevin. What happens? We go back uh, to the, the third and fourth chapter uh, in terms of uh, uh, of this what do we say uh, it says if you um got uh, an unripe uh, uh, fig uh, that was in straw uh, to to make it uh, ripen uh, faster and also to uh, this uh, kind of uh, cookie or cake uh, that you've got buried in coals in order to make it warm uh, this is talking obviously on uh, Shabbat uh, the question is uh, if a bit of the, the this this cookie or cake uh, is sticking out uh, likewise if uh, uh, this this uh, fig, a little bit of the fig is sticking out, uh, you know, mixata, a little bit is sticking out, mutar letatala, then you are fully entitled uh, to take it out, uh, you know, spark it, uh, uh, you know, and um, uh, and, and and take it out, uh, even if uh, you know not mentioned here, but even if uh, the the you're making the supporting thing uh, walls around it cave in. That's not even tiltul minatza. That's not even moving mukta. By the way, it's just you you taking the good thing and the mukta falls almost by itself, and therefore you know you don't have to worry about that. Vim love, however, if it is completely submerged uh, in the mukta stuff, asu no then you're not allowed to take it because what does that mean? You would be specifically moving mukta, uh, and you wouldn't be allowed to move mukta uh, in in this instance over here. And uh, uh, and, and that's that, that, that as we explained, the whole concept is that you're not allowed to move mukta. Touching mukta is uh, actually could be okay, uh, it would be okay. Uh, moving Mukta is the big issue. Um, so now, Rabbi Lezben Tadaomer, uh, so maybe here we get to the the, 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 the toothpick part of it. Tochavin, Bakus, Obakarka, Vahain, Menarot, Malahim. He says, actually, what you do before, it was actually just sticking out, you take it out with your hands. Uh, this fig, if it is uh, slightly um, exposed, uh, you take out the fig with your hands, uh, you would take out uh, this cookie or cake uh, with, your, with your hands, and that would be fine. Now, uh, unless it was, we said, 
said, completely uh, uh, sub- submerged underneath the muktza stuff, the straw or the uh, or the coals. Uh, you would you wouldn't be allowed to do that. So now, Rabbi Leizer ben Tada Omer, he says, Tochakvin kavush or bekarkar v'hein menarot ma'alehin. He says you can't stick this. Uh, he says why can't you? Uh, his view is is that you could stick this kind of toothpick type of thing, this long wooden thing, uh, into an unripe fig uh, or the this 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 uh, cake or whatever it happens to be. If it's in the in the coals, to take it out of its place, it says. And and the reason is because they uh, everything spills off on its own. Okay, the 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 straw, the 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 coals, uh, etc. And uh, interesting, Amrav Nachman. Alaka Krabileze Ben Tada. The Alaka actually goes like Rebileze Ben Tada that you would be allowed uh, to do such a thing. Uh, and uh, you know, with with uh, this kind of uh, toothpick uh, type of thing. Okay. Is that to say, or is that to say that if you move something in a totally abnormal way, uh, that's not considered uh, moving? That says, but uh, in terms of a radish, uh, this pugla uh, that you've got, uh, this radish, uh, if it if you put it in the ground, in those days, obviously they never had refrigeration, uh, so you used to put things in the ground uh, to keep them cool and fresh. Uh, the question is, a uh, radish, uh, as we all know, uh, is almost uh, designed. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the way the way it looks is that it is much wider on the top, uh, and it goes down steadily uh, in a kind of a triangle-looking uh, fashion uh, to down to a tip, uh, and therefore. You see from, from there, that, that's what the radish uh, looks like. So the question is, if you put the radish in the dirt to protect it, if it was uh, put in uh, from, uh, it says, uh, if you put it in from the top to the bottom, i.e. you put the pointy part, the narrow part uh, first, and then uh, you put the wide part on top. That that was in the area of Shabbat. It would be very easy. You can pick it out the ground on Shabbat. It's not connected to the ground anymore. It's clearly known as disconnected before. Beforehand, uh, so you can pull it out uh, and, if, and, and thereby not move any of the surrounding earth. Shari, you are allowed to do that. However, uh, if it is inverted and you have the narrow part at the top and then it all sticks out, uh, you know, towards the bottom, uh, it, you know, kind of in a uh, upside down V, a pyramid type uh, looking thing, uh, that is impossible uh, to to take out on Shabbat. Asir, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to do that because you'd be moving the earth. Uh, and that's it. So uh, that's that's what we we saying. So you know, surely that is tiltul minatzad as well. So harabai Rav Nachman miyahi. Now uh, we see Rav Nachman change his mind uh, in terms of uh, the halacha, uh, in terms of the radish. Okay, that is uh, uh, you know that, that's we say he changes his mind and he goes back uh, to saying um, you know you would be allowed to do something minatzad uh, as it were tiltul minatzad. He said is actually fine. All right, quoting the Mishnah, Machad Shaliad Litolba. It says you can take a needle, uh, and you normally we use the needle for sewing clothes, and you can take out a thorn. Shalach Le Rava, Braida Rava Le Rav Yosef, he says, Rava, the son of Rava, sent a question to Rav Yosef, Lamadana Rabani, please teach us Rava. Machad Shunital Chara, um, 
uh, or what happens if the, uh, and, and the needle has got no point left or maybe the eye uh, fell off uh, just really a piece of, of, of uh, sharp ish metal uh, it says what is the halacha in terms of uh, uh, right mahu you know the, 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 you know the the point is taken away can you move it on Shabbat does it become mukta we learned it in the Mishnah you can take a needle uh, that we use normally for sewing but you can take out a thorn from it the, the caveat to this is that you don't want to extract a lot of blood uh, that would be a, a problem uh, if you do that that would be like wounding uh, and that is a problem as we saw uh, earlier on in um, Shmona Shratzim, uh, Shratzim uh, about uh, wounding people and animals. Kima ikpat lay lakots bain nukuva bain shu'anu nukuva. So it says, if you're allowed to take a normal uh, needle and take out a thorn, it says, what's the difference uh, if this this this. Uh, um, uh, the, the thorn doesn't care uh, if it's got uh, the, the needle's got an eye, uh, or even if it's sharp, uh, you know, it, 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 an eye or not have an eye. Uh, really, it's it's done there to actually um, uh, take out the thorn, and that's what's important. Um, so we say, uh, is, is that really so? Eightway, machat shenital chara or uktsa torah. We say it's another context. We say in terms of a, a needle uh, that was tame. Uh, now uh, the the eye is. Tame taken out of the needle or uh, the point was taken out uh, then it becomes tahor again it has lost its status of tumah it becomes tahor uh, and, uh, and and pure again so in other words it is no longer a utensil uh, that's it it's no longer utensil uh, you know and surely once it's no longer utensil the whole point about mukta uh, is that there are certain things you certain utensils that you'd be allowed to move once something is not a utensil uh, then uh, maybe it becomes totally mukta what's known as uh, inherently mukta like stones and stuff like that. Uh, therefore, uh, how could you move it at all? So I'm a buyer. A buyer says, hold on one sec. Or he says, Tuma Eshkachan Shabbat Karamit. Really, you saying, just because the law is like this in one uh, context, it's going to be like that across the board. No, Tuma is one thing and Shabbat is another thing. Tuma, Kli Maaseb Inan, you know, in terms of Tuma, we need something to be functional. Uh, we need something to be able to work. If the needle is missing its eye or missing a, uh, the, the top, uh, then it can't do its work. And therefore, it is... Um it's no good. However, Lenyan Shabbat, i.e., it loses status as a vessel because it's no longer fit for that vessel. Lenyan Shabbat, however, in terms of Shabbat, Midi de Chazye Binan. Really, we need something that is able to be used uh, in some way. Vahainami Chazye Lemishkalei Bakots. Even this uh, this pin is able, if it hasn't got an eye, as we said, what is the what is the, the, the thorn care if the pin has got an eye in or not? Uh, as long as it can be taken out. Uh, with that, that will be the end of the um, uh, of the of the splinter over there, or the needle. Uh, I mean, of the thorn. Okay, uh, that is a buyer's answer. Uh, I'm a Rava. Rava says no, not so fast. Uh, it says my the the motive shapir motive. No, it's a good question. Uh, you know the laws of Shabbat and the laws of uh, of Tuma uh, should gel together. Uh, he says they, they need to gel together. So uh, therefore, we need on Tuma love manahu. If it is not considered a, a vessel uh, or some kind of utensil in terms of 
of uh, uh, tumma uh, because it's no longer functional, so it kind of loses its, its, its status altogether. Surely, in Shabbat, nami love manu. So surely, for Shabbat, it is not considered a utensil, and therefore, if it's not considered a utensil, uh, then it is also totally separate out of your mind, and therefore, you shouldn't be able to move it. Okay, so uh, that's you know, and uh, and that's it. So we, according to Rava, he says no. You absolutely have to make that connection. If you can't use it for the one thing, then you can't use it for the other thing as well. Okay, if you can't use it for Shabbat, if it's not it considered vessel for Tuma, then it's not considered vessel for Shabbat, and obviously vice versa. Meitvah, again, do we you know, we challenge this uh, concept. Machat, we're talking again about a needle. Whether it's got a, uh, a, um, a um, an eye or it hasn't got an eye. You can carry it on, on, uh, you know, on Shabbat. The only reason we call it, uh, you know, it, it, whether it's got a hole in or not, whether it's got an eye in, uh, it's, it's only in terms of um tuma uh, that 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 is why uh, it is important for for shabbos you can move it no problem uh, uh, but uh, it's only in terms of tuma if it loses its eye uh, then it is no good um okay targuma abai aliba de rava so abai interestingly enough uh, he was the one that had fought uh, with rava about this and now abai is coming to rava's rescue he said hold on you know well, maybe i can look at it this way i'll argue on behalf of rava showing tremendous unity of here uh, very interesting anyway liba de rava so abai says this targuma abai liba de rava he he takes what rava says it says begome askinan here what are we talking about we're dealing here uh, with needles that are still in production, a golem, uh, as it were, like literally unshaped uh, needles uh, that we're talking about. Zimnin, Dimlach, So sometimes you're going to use them, mana. Then once you decide you're going to use these uh, maybe non pointy or non eye uh, needles, then uh, it becomes a, um, a utensil uh, there at that point, and uh, you don't have to put an eye in. Aval, Heika, the Nipal, Kharara, or Ukta. Uh, Adam Zorkin Bain uh, 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 but but if uh, it, it was already a functional utensil and now actually it breaks uh, the, the, the eye or the point or whatever it happens to be gets taken off and broken uh, then uh, it is no longer fit uh, for purpose and that's when a person throws it uh, into this uh, uh, the, you know this this place the, the junk uh, here he throws it into the trash. All right. Osike Yunuke Rav Nachman Asiv Rav Sheshit Shari. Interesting. It just you know this uh, pops in uh, over here, and uh, we see that uh, we're going to see the connection uh, in a second with our Mishnah. Uh, but in terms of uh, where a newborn baby is born, uh, and sometimes due to the pressure of it coming uh, out of its mother, uh, the limbs get a bit uh, you know misshapen, dislocated, or something. Uh, the question is uh, would you be allowed to put it back obviously these days uh, they, they do a lot of stuff in hospitals uh, etc and uh, you know you, you, it's, yeah. things might be different in those days in those days they weren't hospitals or anything like that and they didn't know how to do things so you would worry that they'd be breaking shabbat so uh, according to this uh, 
Sukkah Yunukah, there's these limbs of an infant that are a bit out of place. Rav Nachman Asir, Rav Nachman says you're not allowed to straighten it out on Shabbat, uh, really because it's like a tikkun mane, it's like completing a vessel. Rav Sheshit, sorry, Rav Sheshit says no problem, you are allowed to do that. Amma Rav Nachman, he says, you know, it's, it's you know, you have to straighten out these babies' limbs. Anyway, Amma Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman comments about uh, this. Mina Amina Lach, how do I know? Uh, such a uh, uh, thing. Uh, sorry, Rav Nachman uh, says about that. Uh, you can't uh, do it. Uh, you can't straighten out these limbs. Uh, he says, "Amin alach didnan ain't no sin. A pick toy zin by Shabbat. You can't take this pick toy zin, which is a type of." Um, uh, medicine that uh, will make you vomit on Shabbat, uh, and and surely that is like you know treating your body and, and, and doing stuff to your body on on Shabbat, and that that wouldn't be um, any good. Okay, uh, and therefore, uh, so it's the same thing. You're doing stuff to your body. Anyway, Rav Sheshit, um, uh, we say, uh, what are we talking? Hatam lav orche, hacha orche. Really, uh, in terms of that, you can't compare uh, these two. So, you know, straightening out the limbs of the body, it's intrinsic uh, to the uh, uh, body and uh, it's, it's done in a typical way. That's a normal thing to do as opposed to uh, doing this thing which uh, is going to make you vomit. Uh, that, that would, they would eat it a whole lot and then they would, in, in, you know, vomit it all up. Uh, and, you know, very similar to uh, bulimia uh, type of uh, behavior. And then they would have more space uh, to eat again. And that's what we are talking about over there. Okay, so he says there's no difference uh, with vomiting uh, is uh, the whole point of you drinking it is that you want to vomit. Once you vomit, that, that's, uh, that's the end. However, uh, and that's, it's, totally, it's quite abnormal to do such a thing. Uh, but here, uh, when you're straightening out the limbs of the baby, it is quite normal behavior. All right, Amrav Sheshit, Rav Sheshit says, how do I know that this is halacha? And this is why this thing is quoted. Um, you know, the previous statement was quoted because, as we said, it doesn't seem to have much uh, to do with what we've been discussing. Uh, but Rav Sheshit brings it back to our Mishnah Ditan. Uh, a hand needle which we normally use for sewing clothes, uh, you use it to take out a thorn uh, with it. So therefore you can do it. Rav Nachman, Hatam, Pakid, Hacha, Lo Pakid. He says, no, uh, the difference is the thorn is not an inherent uh, part of the um, uh, body, it is uh, stuck like on the outside of the body and therefore if you can just uh, squeeze it out or, or, or just uh, stab it and then pull it out, uh, then that, that's fine. As opposed to uh, straightening out the animal's limbs, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really changing the whole body, uh, which is, you know, uh, as we said, um, like something that completes uh, everything. Okay, uh, the Mishnah, a short little Mishnah Gomorrah piece over here. Kana shall zaitim. There is, if you've got a reed uh, that you stick into this olive vat uh, and you would turn them around uh, to just, you know, make sure that uh, all the uh, the heat and everything like that gets to all the places, they start releasing their juices, etc. Uh, it says, uh, if it's got a knot uh, tied at the top, in other words, almost like a, a tiny little uh, receptacle, almost like a, uh, um, a soup spoon type of uh, uh, look. You've got a long um, ladle type of thing, and then at the end you've got a little soup spoon uh, type thing at the top. Makabel uh, tuma. Then it is susceptible to tuma. Vimlav, however, if it is just a straight uh, piece of, uh, of wood, ain makabel tuma, then it cannot become tuma because it is not defined as a vessel. Bain kach, bain kach, and it doesn't make a difference. Either of these things, 
things uh, can be moved on Shabbat uh, as well. We don't uh, we don't say this specifically uh, for a uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, you are allowed to move it. We don't say it just because it, uh, uh, you know, won't make it impure or not pure. Uh, it's, there's a difference there. We say in both cases, uh, it can be moved on Shabbat. All right, the Gemara picks up quickly. Am I? Uh, surely this uh, little stick is a flat wooden vessel, and we know about a flat wooden vessel. Uh, it cannot receive tuma. How so? My timer, or why? Why so? Uh, because of the reason. Dumya desak. Uh, we need a that is compared to a sack uh, and uh, and as we've had before in our masechet we say a sack is an example of something which can become uh, impure and we see that uh, it is got a uh, space for for um um, you know, sorry, a, a sack it needed to be completed. A sack the same way. A sack is carried full and empty. So to here, uh, it it can be full and empty, uh, and that's it. So the, and it's got no hole in as well. Uh, you have to carry something for it to be full. It has to have a hole in it, uh, as opposed to this uh, f- flat uh, wooden vessel uh, over here, which does not have any hole in it. And doing a sack in Antanya, we learn in in terms of Rabbi Nehemia, he says. No, the reason that it, it, it is um, can become impure, it says, Really, what happens is you're turning over the olives and you use this little stick. As we said, it's got a tiny little ladle like uh, uh, thing protruding out at the end, and therefore we see that it is almost uh, that is, um, you know, it, it is that's known as a bait kibble, uh, that is a place uh, where things would collect, uh, and, uh, and therefore. Uh, you know, it is a, a little receptacle, and that would make it uh, impure. All right, and now we're going to see a little bit of a history lesson in a few seconds, um, and uh, uh, we'll, you know, but but the Mishnah says as follows: Rabbi Huda or Rabbi Yossi or sorry, Kola Kalim Nitalin Chutz Min Hamasara Gadol Viete Shel Macharaisha. Rabbi Yossi is lenient over here. He says all utensils can be moved on Shabbat except for a very big saw. And also the blade of a maharesha, a plough. Uh, it says because uh, they are uh, set aside, they are mukta uh, because of the fact that they are specifically used for certain instruments. Uh, I mean, for certain professions, uh, you know, uh, farming professions. In this case, uh, they have to be sharp and always uh, ready to use. And if you use them for alternative things, they're going to become damaged. And therefore, uh, they, you know, they, 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 um a person would be very loath for to use it. Okay. Uh, similarly, Amar of Nachman, Hi, Uchla, the Katsre, Kiete, Shal Macharaisha, Damia. This Rav Nachman says this uh, launder's sprinkler. Uh, it's a type of um, uh, thing which would sprinkle the water over the garments uh, by the sounds of things. Uh, he said that is like uh, the blade of a plough. The same way it's going to, uh, um, oh, sorry, launder's sprinkler. There's a picture in the corner over here. Uh, almost looks like a Sieve, a place where you put water, and you would, uh, um, fill, you know, fill this thing with water. The water would leak out the bottom, and you could sprinkle the clothes. Uh, that's what it is. That launder sprinkler. Uh, he says that is essentially uh, the same as the blade of a of a of a plow. Uh, to a farmer, uh, the the blade of a plow is, you know, very necessary and very useful, and and, and therefore would never want any other stuff done with it. Uh, so too here, uh, in terms of 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 this, he says this launder sprinkler could damage his whole business. 
business if he uh, if it was taken away from them. Okay, uh, further items. Amarabai Harva Ush Pechay Push Buffet Samicha Sakina the Ashkavta Vakatina de Nagre Kieter Shemachrei Shadami Abai Zoni says a knife that a shoemaker would use a butcher's knife as well. Uh, and also a carpenter's knife. All of them are defined as, uh, you know, like the blade of the plough. They're all essential uh, things that um, that the owners need, and they're very careful uh, with these items. This is the source of a lot of their income, uh, and all of their income, and therefore they have to uh, be, uh, uh, you know, very careful with these things, and that's why they are mukta. Uh, and uh, in terms of that, this is known as mukta machmat chesron kis. It is mukta because you might uh, come to lose money. Okay. Continuing, and now we get to the history lesson uh, about Mukta. Tanarabanan, very sure now you omrim shrosha kalim nitalim b'shabat. Initially, and we're going to see, this is at a time, uh, I don't know if we'll see it, but we'll maybe just you know, talk about it outside. Uh, there was tremendous um, uh, desecration of Shabbat, and people were doing all sorts of things on Shabbat. Um, uh, and, and that's why they came down uh, almost to shock the system uh, as it were, they went to the totally opposite extreme they said, uh, in the beginning they said there are only three things that you could move on Shabbat what is that talking about? this um, uh, knife for cutting uh, this, this cake of dried figs this kind of almost like a ladle uh, says the um, uh, I think the article would say that as, as uh, according to the Korean it's a combined fork and spoon uh, thing the, the, the type of uh, thing to eat uh, to take away the zuma uh, this, uh, the scum at the top of the uh, pot and also sucking katana a small knife those are the only things you can use it would be specifically for um, uh, uh, cooking uh, you know um, uh, eating purposes, sorry, as opposed to cooking, not allowed to cook on Shabbat, obviously. Uh, so those are the only things that uh, you could use on Shabbat, and because you have to use it for eating, uh, that uh, is a permissible purpose. Uh, anything else is not allowed. Um, hitiru, uh, then uh, we, we see that uh, the, then they, they relaxed it uh, a little bit, and they saw that the, the people were keeping Shabbat, so they relaxed it. V'chazru v'tiru, and then they uh, were further relaxed about it. V'chazru v'tiru, and a third time, uh, they, they they went a step further and they uh, allowed some more. Uh, and so far, Ad Shiamru, until what they say is, Kola Kalim Nitalin Bashabat, Hunt Mina Masar, Hagadol, Vieti Shal Maharesha. And therefore, we say, until we get to the stage, as we have in our Mishnah, uh, all utensils can be moved on Shabbat, except for this large saw and the blade of a plow uh, that's totally needed all, at all times by the uh, the people. The, the artisans that work with those things. Okay, uh, and the Gemara just questions now. My hitiru v'chazru v'tiru v'chazru v'tiru. It says they allowed something, and then they went back and they allowed more, and then they went back and allowed more. What are we talking about? Amar Abayim. Abayim says hitiru devashin machtor lehetir latoriku for. Initially, what they said you're allowed to do, you're allowed to move an object whose main function is would be allowed. Okay, so this is something that that would be totally. Uh, allowed and it says uh, you know in order to um, uh, 
to, to use the object itself. Okay, v'chazri and then the next stage, devar uh, shem It says not only do you need it for its own sake, you also need its place. I, if something's in uh, the way, you could move it uh, out of the out of the way. Uh, so you know this was that that second relaxation. V'chazri the third level of re- relaxation, devar shem naktole isur kufor, something that is uh, forbidden but you need its place in, uh, then you could move it. Uh, sorry, you need it for itself. Sorry, uh, you'd be allowed to move it. However, if you need it for its place, law, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to move it. And another caveat to this, they say you'd have to move it with one hand. Uh, it's got to be small enough um, uh, to, to carry in, in, in one hand. In law. However, if it is so big, even if it's fulfilled all the other criteria, uh, then uh, you can't uh, you, you can't move it. Um, and then they changed it to the more relaxed thing. Uh, it says that any t- utensils can move in Shabbat, even though uh, you need two hands to hold it. Um, okay, I'm a rava. So that was a bias view, uh, and it's not like we hold. Uh, what we do hold like is Rava. Uh, Amalai Rava. Uh, Rava comes along and he says, Mikhti, Vituru Katani, He says, if you can move something for its own sake, uh, you know, why use it for its, uh, you know, for its own sake? Uh, why, you know, what's the difference between that and needing it for its place? Uh, therefore, says Rava, logically, Ela Amarava, Vituru, Devashimaktola, Heter, You could move uh, something that is allowed to be moved uh, it says for, for its own sake or for the sake of the space that it occupies okay and that uh, so you'd be allowed uh, to do that and then they went back uh, again and they uh, allowed more uh, to move something from the sun uh, into the shade that's what they uh, allowed you to do so even that that's for its own uh, its own thing um, and then the third level is the right? something that you're not allowed to do. It's it's uh, you, you've got it there, and you're not allowed to do it. Before uh, in law law. Uh, so what do we have? He says something We said you can use this uh, for the purposes of um, uh, it itself i.e. To, to make sure that it's okay and uh, and also um, uh, in, you know, in terms of its uh, place and for itself. So either of the two you'd be allowed to do it. However, um, uh, if you want to use the object itself or sit in its place, then it's fine. But uh, moving from something from the sun to the shade, uh, which is another thing altogether, uh, that you're not allowed to do. Um, uh, Okay, and we qualify this as well, uh, and we say, uh, Adam echad in. Uh, if one person carry it, uh, then it is allowed. Um, uh, we said, um, then that can be moved. Stay in Adam. If it needs two people to carry it, a law, uh, then that you can't uh, take it away. It says, Ad shiomru kola kalim intelim b'shabat afilu b'shnei Adam. Then it says, uh, all things can be moved on Shabbat, and even those that are carried. Um, they're only by two people. 
Um, okay, so now we kind of get uh, similar kind of uh, questions thrown at us, uh, just from a slightly different perspective now, as we had on the previous Amud. If the mortar's got garlic, you can move it. Uh, if it hasn't got garlic, you cannot move it. What are we talking about here? Machmat, the tell. We're talking here with uh, from sun to the shade. Uh, in terms of it. That's why if it's from the sun to the shade, then you are more restricted. But we said that by Chama and by but say that if you did cut uh, meat on with it on it uh, on the, on the festival, then you can't, um, uh, you know. Uh, you, you, it, then it's forbidden to move it because you don't need any um, anything else on us. How come a skin of a market sell? Otway, Shavin, Vim, Katata, Love, Asash, Ashur, Tatalo, then you can't cut on a taka, Nami, Machmat, Tsilo. So therefore, we're dealing here with moving uh, this mortar from the shade to the sun. Um, and uh, we are talking here. Yeah, then let's uh, we'll finish off actually. I think on this. Amrav Chanina b'mei Nachemia ben Haachalia, and the days of Nachemia, the son of Halicha. Uh, it says where all these things were added on. Nishnet, Nishnezu. They taught this Mishnah, i.e., the, the very stringent one. Dictiv biyamim ahayma. In those days, as we said, reiti biyuda dor dorchim kagot b'shabbat umayvin ari. Are mute. Uh, it says, you know, I saw people in Judah uh, trampling wine presses, etc., and bringing these heaps of uh, of, of uh, grain and donkeys. Uh, that's it. So really, that's uh, they were totally unaware. Uh, of this uh, of the Shabbos prohibitions, they were to- they were like working as it was normally, uh, and therefore they had to kind of shock the nation into uh, uh, the opposite of everything, and they forbade everything. And once the nation had become forbidden, then they allowed uh, certain things going forward until they they arrived at uh, the halakha that we have uh, today in terms of you know what what we can move and what we can't move, etc. All right, we will leave it there. Everyone should have a great day.